Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to Ladies Talk Podcast. Yes, excited for you guys to be here. Yes, we are. We are in in May now. May. And May is what, Lisa? It is Recovery Month. That's right. That's right. Applause for all of recovering people. All of y'all in recovery. All of y'all who have overcome. That's the truth. All of y'all who have overcome addiction. Who you know? Who have just really defied what the world said about you and uh god is good so we're going to talk about that a little bit today uh just about recovery what that looks like um you know addiction uh and different areas concerning that um also next weekend is mother's day so we will be doing a special mother's day episode celebrating each of us and all of the mothers Uh, all the baby mamas (laughs) so we're excited it's a good month we got a lot of birthdays this month i know my child is turning 14 you just had a child turn 14 um oh my goodness there's just a lot going on so um well we won't uh we won't delay the time so um let's go ahead and do our updates check in weekly and then we're going to hop right into the conversation just about recovery um and our history and whatever the lord leads us to share concerning that so um you guys i want y'all my mom is here i want y'all to be lifting her up in prayer she has been struggling uh to breathe and you know it's it's something i could only imagine you know how horrible it is um you know she has been diagnosed with copd but on top of that she's had round after round of uh allergies and now she has bronchitis and then before that it was pneumonia mm-hmm. and it's just been one thing after the other so we're just praying for her relief thank you, we're thank praying you, for amen. her healing amen. um she is here so yes. um if you hear her coughing i'm sorry you know <laughs> she is doing her best um but we're grateful that she's here we're grateful yes. for her wisdom we're grateful for her presence and all that she always brings to the table yes. so uh, we just want to lift her up and ask you guys to help us continue praying for her yeah. Um, as she is uh, walking out her healing here yes, on this yes, earth. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Mom, you want to go ahead and give them an update on you and how things are going with you? Um, well, um, <laughs> I've got bronchitis. Last week I thought it was allergies. And um, then I went back to the doctor yesterday because I wasn't feeling better. And she said it's bronchitis. So, I don't know whether I've been treating the wrong thing or just uh, not enough of what I needed to treat bronchitis. But... Mm-hmm. Praise God. I'm, I'm just leaving it to him for the healing and to give the doctor's wisdom what I need. So yeah. um, I'm I'm in good spirits. Praise God. God is good. Um, I worked all week. And even though it was a struggle, I pressed through and tried to be encouraging to other people because people need encouragement. It's not, about, not all about how I feel all the time. Mm-hmm. People need encouragement yeah. every day. And so that's what I try to do. And even if I can't say a lot, I try to encourage them. So... Yeah. But uh, this week is really not much of an update other than mm-hmm. I am just praying for healing and uh, looking to God for my healing. So thank Amen. you for your prayers. I love you, and I am praying for everybody today. Amen. All right. All right, Lisa, go right on ahead. Your turn. All right, so for my updates, uh, again, it's been a long week, but I'll let this plane grow by. <laughs> We're right by the airport, guys. <laughs> We're recording outside, enjoying the weather. Uh-huh. <laughs> so nice. So it's been a good week. Uh, my work has been crazy, but it's been chaotic. But it's been a good crazy and chaotic nothing that I can't handle. And uh, it's funny, the week, the last week of our sisterhood, we got anointing oil. And uh, 
I work with Shauna and she was coming into work and we we're just like we're just so short staffed that you're just so overwhelmed and you just feel like you're in robot mode and so I was like no like she's been sick her body's been sick and her kid's been sick and then just a lot of life going on and so I, we, we, I met up with her before we walked in and she was like if I call in uh, I'll text you I was like okay so I come in I pull up to work and she's not there and she's there before me so I'm like oh no tell me now text her did you call or did you call in like should I walk into this building now or do I need to fake an emergency and I'm like <laughs> all right Laura I'm just gonna show up and so when she pulled up and we were talking and just like the devil just trying not to give him any kind of satisfaction that he has anything over us but right. uh so I pulled out my anointing oil so you know what we're gonna anoint ourselves before we walk in here mm -hmm. and so uh I grabbed my anointing oil and we prayed and then we put it on our foreheads and we walked in and so God's peace just surpassed us all like we've got to go through everything and it, it was crazy but it was like mm -hmm. we made it at the end of the day we made it on Friday like okay yes we got out of here in a timely manner and it was good to go so yeah, it's been a good week so God's just been showing up and showing out um, pray for Ray to be finding a job pray that uh, we are able to get his ID fast in a hurry and I just want to give him a shout out because he came home and it's a different Ray, I feel like. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been cooking, he's been cleaning, and it hasn't been crazy or chaotic. And, and I just want to thank God for that because Praise I know God. it's all God. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we have a 14-year-old now, so we just did his birthday dinners and everything like that. And it's crazy how fast a 14 has so much more testosterone and mm -hmm. anger. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, Lord, give me strength because I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for these teen years. Oh, my goodness. So Charlotte, too, she's crazy and... I love them all. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like, God. Yeah, just so you know, y'all was no, I don't think so. It's Pete and repeat, just so you know. No. <laughs> I think I was a good kid. I think I'm paying for their dad's raisins. That's what but we all <laughs> That definitely wasn't me. Side. Yes. Uh -huh. That's right. So, yes, keep us prayed up in our household because these teens uh, think they know everything with right. every the way the world is right now, and they don't. And uh, so it was really scary, too, because we had those seven people then that yeah. murder in Henrietta and that's just like so scary yeah. and that's why I like and I really don't like and watch the news with my kids or anything like that and not that I just try to keep them blindsided about it but mm -hmm. the world's a scary place yeah. and so that is one news show that I did have to make sure I watch and her to understand like this is why I'm so strict on you. This is why I'm so scared because even yeah. you don't know anymore with this world. And, right. and they just went to stay the night with a friend. Yes, and yeah. it was a friend that they said that they, they went over to all the time. They yes. were always with yes. each other. So it's so just, you don't know. Yes, and it's just really scary and crazy. And I think about the times whenever I was telling my mom, hey, I'm going to go stay the night here, and I was really somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so yeah. I'm just kidding. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> well, that's my week here. It's creature. <laughs> Look at God confess working for the Lord. Confessions, confessions. Look, and confess and be free. It's all right. <laughs> well, bless the Lord. Um, you know, it's it's. You're absolutely right about teaching our kids. You know, that's one thing I had to have. You know, a conversation with Elijah about too. And, it, you know, it's about staying the night. It's about being allowed to just go anywhere. You know, when we were young, we, we I feel like we had more leeway, but it was a much safer place. You know, now, I mean, how many shootings have been in the last two weeks, yes. you know, back to back? There was a mall too. Yeah, yeah there's a mall. Uh, there's uh, houses. There's parties. There's all types of stuff going on. And you're like, man, it's just there's no safe place. Now, right. understanding that this is the world that we live in and this is why. 
is so important that you make sure that your kids know Jesus and that right. you know Jesus. Look, if I get caught in a fatality, y'all just understand I'm in heaven. Y'all can rest assured. Right. I know the good Lord, that's but right. you want to make sure that those around you know them too, because time is not promised to us, right. you know, and that's the key thing is I want to make sure that those who I love have encountered Jesus, know Jesus, have accepted yeah. Jesus. So that way, if we do as tragic as the things in this <laughs> world are, they're to be expected. Mm-hmm. We live in a world without God. We live right. in a world where people do not believe in God. Yeah. They believe in their own self. They believe in their own morality. They believe in their own desires. Yeah. And in a world where people push God out, what happens? Ungodly acts, ungodly things uh, that are tragic, that are full of, of the worst types of things that you can think of. And so, yeah. um, you know, it, it is good to walk cautious but you know not don't walk in fear you know because you know the bible says god did not give us a spirit of fear he gave us a spirit of power love and a sound mind and you know we we understand that this is not our forever home we are here temporarily we are just passing through you know ready to accomplish whatever he has us accomplish until he allows us to go home and so um you know but i did i had to have the same conversation with my kid too you know it's it's tough out here people are literally off their rockers and you know and now they're wanting to get the independence yeah like they're yeah. wanting to start hanging out with friends and yeah like, nah. that's, really that's a good place to leave a note too parents make sure you're telling your kids yeah the things they need to know and they're not hearing it from the street that's good and they will hear it in the street and they will think they already know it and when mama says it be like no because i already not how heard it, it. Mm-hmm. But no, be sure you're telling them that you lead them to Christ, that you're telling them how it is. So That's they right. know before they go out there and somebody says it, then they know how twisted the world is and how they make it. That's right. Fit. And yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not Sunday school's job or your pastor's job to right. teach your kids about Jesus. It's your responsibility right. to make yeah. sure that your family knows about Jesus. Amen. That's your household. Yeah. You know, everything else comes as a reinforcement, as a confirmation. Yeah. Um, but it is your responsibility to make That's sure right. that your household knows who Jesus is and Amen. knows what it is to follow That's him. Right. So. That's our little tangent for the day. Um, my, I am doing good this week, y'all. I feel fired up. I feel good. I have got a lot accomplished this week. I had a break this week and that I didn't have the sisterhood because we're out for a time. Um, I didn't have classes because I was on my week break before my next class starts tomorrow. No, today actually. Um, and so I felt super motivated all week. I got a big, big project at my mama's house done. Um, and I almost died doing it, you guys. There were some critters involved, but for the love of God, we got rid of them. And uh, I'm talking about like a a project that, I mean, was years in the making and we finally just got it taken care of. And so I'm really, really grateful for my brother, Alan and Calvin, who helped and and my son, Elijah. And if there could have been a video about us doing this, y'all, it probably would have went viral because it was the funniest thing. <laughs> like speeding around. <laughs> Look, it's so serious, you guys. So serious. So, anyways, there was just some critters getting in the house and in a corner that we've been wanting to clean out forever. And we finally got down to the last box, and boy, one of them suckers booked out of there. And we were chasing it back and forth between the stove and the, the corner, the stove and the corner. And we finally got it, boy. But I almost died a few times. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lord have mercy. 
crazy. Y'all. So um, thank you all for that. Too. Yeah, thank but you so much. For um, that. But it feels good, you know, and and it's really cool because you always hear people say this, but it really does. That's like one of those things in the corner of your mind, and now your mind feels clear. Yes. Like, oh, I just attacked that thing. Yes. I just got that thing cleared out, and now that part of my brain is like free space. Like, yeah, oh, I can like think clear. Yeah. So oh, look, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Yeah, right, yeah. You're not just stuck thinking about that one thing, God, and so it's really cool. Um, but you know, went to church today and I love, love, love this whole month at my church. We are celebrating women. And so, uh, we have these, uh, shirts they ordered. It says, listen to women preach. And, uh, so it was really cool. So today she opened it up talking about prayer and it was so powerful. It was so good. I'm like, man, it just encouraged me so much. So I feel really good. You guys, it's been a great week. Um, I just know that God is doing so much and I don't know, I don't know if, I I mean, I think it's in the spirit, um, but I'm just saying I feel a lot of motivation. I feel a lot of expectancy Mm -hmm. for what God wants to do this summer. I just feel clear headed like this summer. There's a lot that God wants to do. There's a lot that we need to do. Um, And, you know, we can either be uh, busy with distractions or we can be focused and accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. And I just feel like this is a season to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. You know, you've always seen like busybodies who do a lot but actually don't do anything. Um, And I just think this is that time where he's saying, okay, now, like, I want what you put your hand to to prosper and not for it to just be busy work to keep you busy and not ever have any fruit to it. I feel like there's intentional fruit that God wants to produce in each of our lives. Mm -hmm. And he wants our actions and our words and where we're at and what we're doing and who we're around to be so intentional Mm -hmm. that we can see the fruit of it. Um, And so that's just how I feel this about this summer. The weather's getting nice and it's really motivating me y'all like. Yes. I feel like I've been asleep for a few years because I've never been this motivated by warm weather like and all that stuff. I do. I feel like, man, I'm ready to make some things happen, y'all. Right. So I'm kind of really excited about good, it. But good. anyways, but um, we're going to talk about uh, recovery today. We're going to talk about addiction. Um, if you guys are new to the show or you haven't listened to our beginning stories, you can always go back. I think it was the first three episodes where we all shared our story and Lisa shared in depth her story about addiction and yeah. Uh, what she walked through what her recovery looked like um all of that stuff and i mean she battled a hard road and even now you'll hear her reference it a lot because she's overcoming but not only did she overcome but she's every day overcoming you know every day choosing not to go back to something that you know was temporary but but honestly that just took her down you know just the wrong path you know she lost her kids and all that so i'm going to start with lisa and and just sharing what you want to about addiction about recovery um you know in in what just whatever is on your heart i'm not even gonna label it just whatever uh-huh. you want to share bye bonnie we love you yep. she's praying praying you up keep her prayed up keep her prayed up rest it up for next week's episode yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, right. i will be back for mother's day yes <laughs> So laughter is the best medicine of all. Uh, <laughs> so Bonnie did uh, exit out. She's not feeling too good, as you know from our the beginning of the episode. So just keep her prayed up as she goes and rests and yeah. recovers, and she should be back next episode. 
but recovery, so this is the month of recovery, so I was just counting, and it's been eight years wow. since I walked yes, away from that lifestyle, job. and I went into sober living, and so it's, it's amazing to see how far God brought me from that last eight years, to even look back to past the eight years, to where, how I was living, and what I was doing in life, and how I was living for, no, I didn't have a life, I was just focusing on getting high and I ended up losing my kids so to see eight years now to see where I've been in the last eight years to see my home to see my job and where God's taken me my kids have grown up and to be able to be the mom and be present in their lives uh, we just did their spring concert and it's uh, cool to see my kids playing in these instruments and it's cool to be the present in their life and it makes me sad to see the people that I know that that we walked in recovery with is because in the sober living house there was women that were coming in and out in and out in and out and that they weren't just ready and that's one thing they told us is you have to be ready you have to want it for you you can't do it for anybody else mm -hmm. you can't do it for your kids unfortunately you can't do it for your mom you can't do it for your brother your sister you have to do it for you you have to want to be able to quit and so that references back to whenever times are even though i've been sober for eight years i still have those thoughts like okay like this is it this is the final straw i can't go any further but i'm like no god give me that strength god give me let me go an extra two minutes let me go yeah. keep filling me up with that spirit let me listen to a worship song let me be able to remember where you took me from i remember whenever i first got into the recovery house i had one bag of clothes and i didn't have my kids and that's all i had and i was thinking like dang where have i gone wrong at where did i fail to fill myself at like i just gave up everything for that lifestyle for that devil's drug and I grew up in addiction. I grew, our family has a long string of addicts from our grandmas to who knows from past them yeah. that just lingered that dark cloud over us. And now that we're adults now, now that we're the aunts and the uncles and everything like that, to see how far God's broke those from our families, how yeah. we're trying to be able to break that generation from our kids. And yeah. Caleb is a long line of men that have been incarcerated. And so yeah. I'm, that's one of my biggest fears is for him to fall into that generational curse. And I'm like, no, Lord, like I, it stops with him. It stops yeah. with me. Like yeah. we're not going to go down that path. I want to encourage him. I want to be present in his life. I want to be able to know that he is the man that he's called to be. Yeah. And I drag the youth thing i keep forgetting like oh he needs that too he yeah. needs that release too if he can find what i found then he'll be able to be able to enjoy life and be able to conquer life the struggles the anything that the test that god gives us that he'll be able to lean on god and not lean on anybody else not lean on the streets not lean on anybody that is not filled with god as well so I'm like God's gonna be moving and I too like this warm weather's waking us up our yes. bodies are tired they've been slumber yeah. we've been sleeping and yeah. so this is a time for us to be able to be outside it's so true be able to spread the word of God yeah. it's recovery month I have so many shout outs to all my friends that are still in recovery yeah. that are rocking it out in this world it's not always rainbows and lollipops mm. and sometimes you're broke sometimes you're struggling mm. but some God always shows up and shows out from people inviting you places to be able to just call out and reach out to you so that's what i encourage everybody that is does not have recovery that does not have that faith in god like try it mm -hmm. give it one week try it praying try yeah. being able to go to church try be able to build a village because it's worth it yeah. the life that i have now i would not ever 
want to replace it with where I was eight years ago because it right. just keeps getting better and better. Like I have two cars, I have a house, yeah. I have my kids back, I have a good job and yeah. my kids are about to be high schoolers and yeah. life is getting better. Like who knows what vacations we're going to be going on and how many memories we're going to be making. And these are the yeah. things that I enjoy. This is the things that addiction took away from me so yeah. now to see this is the outside like okay god like you're moving and yeah. you're living and you're breathing and i'm a walking testimony yeah that's so good i have to say on the other end of the spectrum one of the things that god has been really uh dealing with me about is my silence um and especially because like i'm around people who are addicts you know and i think even about my dad and, and his alcohol addiction you know um because he's moody, because he has certain days you can come to him, certain days that you can't come to him, I oftentimes will just leave him to his own devices, leave him to his own coping mechanisms, leave him to his own thoughts. And just recently, God has really put it on my heart, like maybe you're the one with the answer, you know, because this is, you have to understand, you only know what you're exposed to. And so if all he's been exposed to his whole life yeah. is addiction and negative mindsets and nobody speaks or plants a different thought and he doesn't put himself in any situations to have a new thought or a new seed planted, then unless I speak up and say something, he's not going to know any other way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, how do you learn a new language where well, you don't even know there's a new language to learn until you start right. hearing the language and yeah. then you're like, oh, I didn't know that, or I didn't know how to put language to it. And it's the same thing when we're growing. This is one of my, this is one of my pet peeves about people who live in the streets, people, hood people, you know, my people, I grew up with all that stuff, is a lot of times they talk like they, they are so wise with the street knowledge and all of that stuff, not understanding that the part of the world that you're talking about is so minor compared to the big, yes. big world that's out there. And I, and this is what, where my mind has been in, in the form of addiction, you know, even, um, even a, a friend of mine that's walking through it and I'm looking around like one, it is surprising what you accept when you're in addiction mm -hmm. and you don't realize like these are not livable conditions and they literally settle to live in these conditions and and they have talked themselves into thinking that it'll okay. be okay yeah. because you know they're constantly like literally m money down the drain you know bills not paid living in 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 you know squatting in houses doing crazy things having living on the streets not because you don't have money but because your money goes to an addiction rather than to a place of of residence you know what i mean and to me I have often left and I think it really just me growing up in our family with addiction I separated myself from that because I'm like I don't want no part of that so I didn't speak anything to my family about it because why would I that's them and I'm me but now you know God is really showing me like you have a lot of wisdom and there are things that you can say that could shift somebody's thought process if you would just say it. Right, because to think about it is we have that 50-50 chance. Like you separated yourself from the addictions and everything. And then me, I was engulfed in it. And yep. that's where we I pulled to. And yep. for you to be able to turn that yep. around, you know what I'm saying? Because you knew there was a 50-50 chance if you did go down yep. that route, you could be like the rest of the family yep. or... You knew you were something different and you weren't going to go that route. Yep. So by us not saying anything yep. and not speaking up, yep. then that could keep a lot of us in addiction. And, and, that, and that's how I feel right now, too. Having a lot of conversations with my dad right now. 
really almost bringing him to a place where I feel like he's ready for rehab. I feel like he's almost completely surrendered. He's talked about it a lot. And I'm, I mean, we're currently actively looking for places for him to go. Um, talking to him, he always, at the end of our conversations, will say, he'll stop and he'll be like, well, thank you for that. And it's like a new thought that he would have never considered had I not shared what I shared, you know, and it's not, um, you know, now, of course, you know, there's, it. it's hard sometimes because we all think that we know best. We all think that our thinking is the right mm-hmm. thinking. And so when someone comes and challenges it, a lot of times there can be defenses, you know, there can be like, well, you don't know, you don't know what I'm going through. So, or then too, it could be, it's someone that you are close with and in a relationship with tells you something and you're like, feel like they're they're coming attacking you, right other than somebody that just looks in and say hey like I noticed that you're struggling and yes. these are the tools that we can help you with right that's a different yes that takes that help more than absolutely and so it is harder being close to someone because they do feel like it's coming from a place of judgment mm-hmm. and like I'm 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 being condescending or, or something like that when in all reality no like we really love you you know we really want you to succeed in your recovery and and so walking through this with my dad I really feel like one God has shown me how not to be silent how to show up for him because some people act like they're okay in what they're in and mentally they're not Mm -hmm. and that's why they're stuck is because mentally they're not but they have had to be strong their whole life or they've had to figure it out their whole life and they don't know how to reach out for help they don't know what to say to anyone and even just these little conversations are seeds planted to get them to a place where they are ready for recovery where they are ready to take the first step Mm -hmm. you know not everyone can go zero to a hundred as far as okay I'm done with what I'm doing let me jump into a sober house let me jump into something like that and I just say that because my my I'm just watching my dad walk through this process but I see him getting mentally ready him finally facing some things and saying I can't live like this anymore you know and it's interesting because being on the other side of an addict you see how much quality of life they lose like you're living but you're not living you're not tasting the flavors and seeing the colors and truly being able to receive love because everything is numbed out by addiction you know so how so so let me ask you I know that a lot of it was like self done but who was it that spoke into your life before you got into addiction that helped you um or did they? Or was it after you, you know, I mean, after you, before you got into recovery is what I meant. Um, in that in that transition period, from the time you were just full-blown addict to the time where you're like, okay, now I'm going into a house. Who was it that spoke into you? Or was there like a lack of somebody speaking into your life? Do you feel like people around you were just accepting you the way you were and uh, not saying anything? I think the only person that really said anything was Joey, my mm-hmm. brother. And shout out to him because he is, right now, he's sober. He's in Cali. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's almost, what, four months clean? I think and so, yeah. He's a, taking classes to be a peer recovery specialist down there. And yeah. he's working. And he is actually called me out on it. And I remember right before I was, I was at a motel and I had nowhere else to go. And I had to call my mom and... Uh, I talked to him and he was sober at the time. I forgot where he was at, but he was sober and he was telling me, look at you, you're just playing the victim. You need to stop blaming everybody else 
and you need to get up and do it for you and your kids. He's like, you're blaming everybody else for everybody else's your problems, but it's you. You're the one who did it to yourself. And I was like, oh, the nerve of him. Like, how dare he how do dare that you? to me? And he was the one that encouraged me, too. And then uh, I remember JoJo, even though he lives in Cali, every those little times that those moments those he comes in visits you're like okay it's either gonna be a good word or <laughs> so i'm gonna cry or something but he i remember at the right before a year before i i went into recovery we were at thanksgiving and no i was in addiction full-blown addiction and nobody said anything and we were just going on about it eating and everything like that or right before we went to eat he prayed and he stopped what he was doing and he prayed and he looked at me and he said uh Lisa, I'm so sorry to do this to you, but God's just pulling on me, and I have to let it out. And he told me that I was going to go through the depths of hell, my own hell, and how I was going to lose everything. And I was like, oh, the nerve of him. Like, he's not even here anymore. Like, how did, who's, been, who's been talking? Because you're all the way in California. Like, who the heck's been talking? But him and Joey were the ones that were like, okay, like, you're just blaming everybody. And then Ray was actually the one that got me into the sober living house. Uh, one of the preachers that would come to David L. Moss because when I got arrested, he was already in David L. Moss. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he had a preacher that was coming in there. And so whenever I got out of jail, he was like, hey, I need you to help save my wife and everything. And so he's like, well, I've never even helped a woman before. And so he didn't even know where to start at. But Ray was the one that got me into the sober living. And Wow. So just little seeds mm -hmm. live all across the board. About who you know. Yeah, the exactly. The one that's going to step up and say something to you about it. Exactly. That, that's so good. I, I, I'm really, you know, I think it's so important who you place yourself around. And, you know, if you're around people who are in addiction, this is one of the things I suggested to my dad is, you know, you don't even have to come in and speak. But if you would just put yourself in rooms with these men who are living sober lives, who are family oriented, you know, who, who are trying to do what God has called them to do. If you would just put yourself in the room with them, you would understand that you are on the, I mean, there's so much God has for you. And, and I feel like there's so many people that are relatable, but if you won't bring yourself out of that environment, then there's so much that can't be taught. Out of your comfort. It's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable living for God too. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to do the uncomfortable to be able to get the life that you want. Right. And so... It, it, the addiction just kills you it, it does it takes it from everybody and the people that you love too because they're missing out on the good you because they're just like that's not th really them it's not really them and here we are yeah. 20 years later 30 years later and that's them <laughs> yeah that's it that's it and um you know being able to i, I think one of the things i know that follows um a, people who have walked in addiction too is shame and just mm -hmm. that feeling when you're in a room with people that I don't belong here, you know, or that feeling of unworthiness, you know, or un, just that I don't measure up. So if you were talking to an addict about that aspect, what would you say to them about carrying the shame that they carry and trying to get help? I mean, we all fall. You have to get back up once you fall is the only thing. Like, no matter how far, like, I, no matter, I'm eight years clean. But I'm still an addict, so even yeah. that one day that I fall down, that I could lose all my eight years of sobriety, I don't want to get stuck in there. Don't get stuck in that place. You can get back up. Yeah. If you don't get back up, you're going to get stuck in there, and it's just going to take the whole long time to get back up. That's right. That's so right. Don't give up. Keep getting 
just like th an inventor, you have to make so many mistakes yeah. before your invention's exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You have to do recovery like that. You got to keep getting back up and keep trying over and over again because the life is worth it. Right. If you wasn't worth it, God wouldn't keep waking you up every morning. That's right. That's right. And and it's you know you can take it day by day, but it's not just day by day. It's hour by hour. It's minute by mm -hmm. minute. It's whatever gets you to that next moment of sobriety, of being able to focus on God, of being able to get yourself out of the environments that keep you in addiction, that keep you in places that you don't feel like you can be healed and whole, you know, um, and I, I just think it's so important for all of us, whether you're in the part of walking through addiction or whether you're a, being a part of somebody who, um, on the other side of just knowing and loving somebody who's in addiction, you know, just uh, being able to understand the seeds that you plant matter. Uh, the seeds that you plant are important, um, you know, and um, God has a plan for you no matter what. Sorry, we told you we're outside uh, recording. So, um, you know, people chilling on the, the street. Anyways, um, so, but I just want to encourage you guys from, uh, from a follower of Christ. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done. You know, Jesus loves you the same that he died for somebody who has uh, you know, maybe a better life is the same that he's died for somebody who's had the worst life. You know, he's he's paid the same price for all of us. And so, um, you know, there's no shame. There's no condemnation. There's nothing that uh, you can do that would keep you um, that would keep you separated from God. You know, the Bible talks about that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And it wasn't once we completed a certain work, he died for us. Or once we accepted him, he died for us. It was in the midst of our sinning, in the midst of our addiction, in the midst of our whoever we are. He still died for us knowing what we were capable of in our flesh, in our humanness, but also knowing that he wanted to bridge that gap and be close to us and to have a relationship with us so um i really just want to encourage you guys um as if you're walking this out as we celebrate the month this recovery month yeah. you know to seek out people that you can encourage you know seek out people if you do know those people in your life that you were just been quiet with you know seek out people that you can pour into even just little seeds you don't have to have the answer but the seeds that you plant matter yeah. the places that you you know um share matter even yeah. sharing your own story there's so much power in that so um lisa do you have any final words but also i want you to share any resources that you know before we get out of here as far as if people are struggling with addiction uh final word is it's worth it i promise you this life that i live now i would thank god a million times over and over and over again for everything that i get to do in my life the being just being with my kids and just living the life that i live being back in the dental field when i didn't think i was going to be able to do that just trusting in his promises and uh, re resources there's aa there's na there's celebrate recovery uh i'm a big fan of celebrate recovery not that i don't love na or aa but i know more about celebrate recovery than i do those but i know there's meetings everywhere you can go to all of their websites online and they'll tell you where their meetings are locally for you uh there's uh what is it 811 for uh, resources too. Two one one is for resources. Uh, there's tons of celebrate recoveries that every day of the week you can find them. Uh, my favorites are Spirit Life is one I'm very close to that I go to, and Southern Hills is very dear to my heart. And there's people out there that want to love on you and they want to encourage you, and it, you don't have to do this alone. You weren't in addiction alone. You don't have to be in recovery alone. And it's fun. It's worth living this life. And I encourage you to reach out to me if you need help or anything else I can help you with or mm -hmm. 
if you're struggling, call me and Lucretia's here, Bonnie's mm -hmm. here. There's people out here that want to see you recover. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to go ahead and pray over all of you guys. Um, and then again, next week we have our Mother's Day special. So that'll be fun. Um, there'll be some cool things with that. So I will have a 14 year old. Oh my gosh. Okay. Lord Jesus. I feel old. Okay. Bless the Lord. All right. Let's pray real quick. Lord Jesus, thank you for our listeners. God, thank you, Father God, for each and every person under the sound of my voice. God, I thank you, Lord. God, that you just bring healing to their minds and to their bodies, Lord, that you would help them to draw close to you. God, help them father god desire lord to be out of addiction lord i thank you father god that you would set them around the right people set them in the right places father god that they would be able to be um, in full surrender to you father god that you would have your way in their life god i thank you father god that you would just remove the taste for the things of the world out of their mouth father god that they would not satisfy lord god that they would just hunger and thirst after you lord and i ask god for those of us god that um are around people who are in addiction lord that you give us boldness to speak lord you give us boldness father god to share our stories god to share love father god to share who you are god and what you're doing in our lives lord and i just ask god that you would send your spirit god to come cover and to restore and to redeem father god all those who are lost god bring them back into the knowledge of you father god bring them back into the kingdom god and we thank you father god for this week i ask that you protect each and every one of us god keep us safe keep our children safe lord and be glorified in all that we do we love you and we praise you in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. we love you guys and we are so excited um, to celebrate recovery month um, and we will see you guys next week on ladies, ladies talk, talk podcast, podcast.